welcome to the Outtakes Movie Podcast. I am Sam and we are on our penultimate episode of our quest to go through and find the 50 best to worst movies of all time objectively. I'm joined as always by my amazing team, Melia. How's things? I'm so ready to just basically be a Kylo Ren stand throughout the whole of this. So I will apologize in advance. Amazing. Apart from that, I'm good. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm, I'm glad you've got a positive outlook on it because like while I was uh, excited last week when we announced this, this movie very quickly got exhausting. This movie very quickly got exhausting. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing? Uh, not too good. I had to watch this movie for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> third. And Jacob, how's things? Things are, uh, yeah, trying to make notes on this and like try and find an interesting way to talk about it. I'm actually I'm, I'm hoping that this episode becomes a bit of like a catharsis to be honest with you because when when I first saw the cinema well when I first saw a cinema what am I talking about <laughs> <laughs> <There's one. laughs> when I first saw the film in the cinema I was I was with people you know I was, I was with Charlotte and we were making jokes and, we were, and it, to be honest with you I just came up going well that was stupid but at least we had a good laugh on my own I was like <laughs> it's not the same is it it's just not the same so before we go dive into it what we're going to do is we're going to go on our regular pop culture rundown it was only last year yeah this is weird <laughs> so it came out on the 19th of December 2019 and this time for the first time since we've done a December movie ever I think it's actually full of Christmas stuff just everywhere so uh, number 38 well, this one's technically not a Christmas song, but it's Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Oh, God. Charted. Yeah. Didn't do as well as the first one, but still charted. Then we're kicking right into it. Number 36, Merry Christmas, Everybody, Slade. Number 34, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, My Wizard. Number 25, Michael Bublé awakens from his slumber, and uh, <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Then, then we get an actual, like, lasting hit, Blinding Lights by The weekend at number 17. Oh my god, oh, wow. that came out last year. That came out last year. <laughs> song is old, right. man. Yeah. Wow. But it's, it's oh stu- it stood the test. It's, it's kind of cool yeah. in a way to, to find that out and be like, holy shit, that's, that might be like a classic that were... It's a good song. It's a fucking good yeah. song. Huh? Um, and then the rest of it is just fairy tale. Do they know? Last Christmas, all I want. You know, they all charted, right? So off into the world of video games. But it's quiet. It's the end of December. Not much is coming out. So... The third Borderlands come out. Has anyone played that? No. Now, I know a few people who did, but I wasn't that bothered. Me neither. <laughs> uh, and really surprisingly, an expansion to EverQuest came out, which is the longest running MMO of all time. It started in the mid 90s and they're still updating right. it. And that's fucking wild. Uh, in the world of this, cinema. Sorry, go on, Joe. It, it, at this point in time, right? I don't, know if you, I don't know if you checked. At this point in time, when this film came out, when was, well, when did we think Cyberpunk was coming out at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I still believe it was going to come out in like June or something. I, I didn't check, it was. but impulse well, me, makes me want to say it would have been March. Well, maybe. I swear my brother got excited that it was going to come out in November because that's his birthday. So I think we'd already passed the point of pushing it back by now because he no, then got excited. I don't know. I, just, one I feel like... Where they pushed about to November was definitely in the middle of this year. Because I remember it was meant to come out around the same time as The Last of Us. Yeah, that's right. And then that oh got delayed. And then this got delayed. And they were like, oh, it's been delayed or whatever. And it's, it was a whole mess. So I think, I think they're just time, never bringing it out. I think it's all a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
guess we'll find out in on, yeah on December 10th I, I don't think it's happening yet oh, you know what's I so actually depressing? don't think it's going to come out go you on you know what's so depressing it would have come out today if it came it was meant to come out today oh. right oh, that's so depressing <laughs> can I tell you a bit of more important information before we carry on about today because you've dropped my memory I was supposed to say this and be kind of cool and staged in the how you doing and then tell you this I forgot oh well that's just my life even though this film's a bit crappy right at least we're filming it on today. Yes, okay, Cyberpunk might have come out today, but there's an even more important event that happened 37 years ago today. Adam Driver was born today. It's Adam Driver's birthday today. I kid you not, I googled how old he was, saw that he was 37 and cried a bit, not gonna lie. Wow. Um, and then it said that his birthday was the 19th of November and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, there's a little birthday present for so you, Adam. Adam. It's gonna arrive late. A week late, but you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is for but as of the recording date, it is Adam Driver's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, you big man. <laughs> big Hope man. you enjoy this. Um, I can tell we are slightly delaying talking about this movie, but it's fine. We've still got one, <laughs> one more little bit of pop culture to get through. So in the world of cinema, instead of seeing The Rise of Skywalker, you could have potentially seen the Jumanji sequel. I still have not have watched any of these no, films, no. but you no. all tell me that they're actually all right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've seen parts of the first one and it seems Fair okay. I've, I didn't really, I don't have the nostalgic love for the original. Yeah, it's I've not, not seen the original. I do. Yeah. I've yeah. not seen the original. Um, 1917 came out, which people all tell me is a good flick. Film, you know, yeah. yeah. Good film. Um, some of the Better stuff that I have seen from great. it is a very impressive and potentially the best movie of the entire month. The Playmobil movie came out. Oh! No, Daniel Radcliffe was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. A bunch of famous people in it. I don't know how they pulled it off. No, neither do I. I, I think just the perception of like what the the Lego movie did the first one, people yeah. were like, oh, well, toy movies are popular now. Let's, I'll, be, I'll be in that. Bad decision. Okay, we cannot put it off any longer. We're here to talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Jacob, take it away. Yeah, so... We're gonna let's start how we normally do. Well, it's a bit bit of a twist though. So the budget, as we normally start off, was two hundred and seventy-five million dollars, um, <sighs> which made it the seventh most expensive film of all time. God, yeah. Um, but before I ask you what you think it got, it made at the box office. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you all. So, Joe, how many? Pirates of the Caribbean films are in the top 10 most expensive films of all time. Do you think? Oh, top 10. Uh, That's amazing. What was this one? What was the thing for this? The budget for this one was 275 million. I'm sure one of them's like, I don't know. I'm going to say three of them. Three. Fake fan. <laughs> it's two. So there, there are two. Oh, so close. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End is joint fifth most nuts. expensive. And Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides <laughs> is the most expensive. Somehow. Really? This, this list is according to Wikipedia, <laughs> and I'm very surprised by it myself, um, as I'll explain once we've done the whole rundown. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Yeah, so that, that Pirates of the Caribbean... What, Three, I think. Um, apparently, tides is four. Okay, four. Um, that had a budget 
supposedly of 379 million which is a lot Jeez. do you reckon that most of that to is fair, people's contracts yeah yeah, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. yeah they had some big names plus they filmed like a lot of it like on location as opposed to like sets and stuff like they did oh, like okay. it's i imagine it's cheap to just film on like a caribbean or south america african island or something you know what i mean where it's like in the fourth one they go to like the streets of london and like they go to like fucking other places that are probably expensive okay yeah you know? they have to pay for that guy to play Botbeard, so you know um amelia how many okay. of the films in the top 10 are Disney films or produced by Disney? Okay, are we so are we are we saying like for example, now that Star Wars is owned by Disney, do they count, or are we just are we just going generic Disney films? Oh no, in- including like Star Wars and films of that okay. sort. Oh, do, like top ten? Are we saying? So yeah, how how many of them in, in the top ten are produced or made by Disney? I'm going to say it's at least a good half, if not third. So I, I'm, so, I'm going to say out of ten, I think six of them are somewhat linked to Disney, with the others being nine. like the Titanics and stuff. Nine. nine. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I knew that thing. I know that like isn't like a good chunk of like the top the movies that make the bulk, most in bulk, uh, box office. Like a good chunk of them are Disney films. Yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. one of them, Star Wars, and one of them's fucking is Avatar Avengers still up there? and or was yeah, that just, Avatar yeah. is yeah, that's Disney. Dis- Disney now as well, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, they own a big chunk. I was expecting yeah. to be like a big Disney. Big what number. don't Disney own? <laughs> that's the point it's getting to in cinema at the minute. Nobody else in a bit. Yeah. yeah. Proud to announce the Outtakes Movie Podcast owned by Disney. How's that mean we get our own ride at Disneyland? It's <laughs> <laughs> not to swear um, anymore. And Sam. Yes. How many Transformers films are in the top ten? One, because you said nine of the others are Disney films. <laughs> I realised in like in telling you how many, I've slightly ruined that. Um, Can I guess which one is, it is? Uh, well, there aren't any. Oh, there aren't, there aren't any in the top ten. Okay, uh, fair enough. A bit, bit, bit of a red herring there for you. Um, <laughs> sorry, cheated. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 nine Disney films. So you've got the two Pirates of the Caribbean ones. Avengers, Age of Ultron, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Solo. What? Solo, oh, no. Solo costs the same amount as Rise of Skywalker, apparently. Fuck off. That's gotta be because of <laughs> oh like switching out directors, though, surely. 100%. I reckon yeah. so, because of reshoots and stuff. Um, which oh, is kind of makes it even more sad that because it came after Last Jedi and that one got like a lot of bad rep, Solo just got slated and hit losing profits yeah everyone practically ignored it didn't they yeah yeah um so yeah rise of skywalker john carter i'm pretty sure that's a disney movie isn't it yeah it is john carter of mars that way that really weird one yeah that's that's it number nine um last jedi and tangled and force wake actually no i've gone gone beyond top 10 there it ends at batman v superman which is 10 oh um okay i went i went down to 13 because last jedi is at 11 tangled's at 12 and then force awakens at 13th um, so yeah, as, as I said, Batman v Superman is 10th, and then Justice League is joint 5th with that at World's End, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, is that including the new stuff for Justice League, though? Because that's surely going to be climbing the ranks as uh, we speak. <laughs> I don't think so. It's not It's not the Snyder Cut. Okay. That is gonna, that's going to cost crazy money. Hasn't they, have they already said they're throwing like another couple mil at him or something? It's like 70 million, something like that? Yeah. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh, man. 
And us lot still struggle to get into the film and treat as beginners. <laughs> giving Zack Snyder the like ridiculous amounts to remake the same film. <laughs> yeah. God. Um so yeah, as as I normally do, what do you think the box office? So the um global all of the box office for, for the run of this film was. I remember this. I mean, it's style, so it does well. So what I'm yeah. about to say, like, people will be like, oh, well, no, it made X amount of money. It didn't do as well as the previous two. I'm fairly certain of that. Like, news yeah, travel fast. The previous two, I think, broke a billion, I think. Yeah, do you want me to um, tell you how they did? Yeah, yeah. So episode seven did two point, well, just over two billion. Man. Billion. And episode eight, yeah, 1.3 billion as well. Okay, so I'm going to say... This is still a lot of money, obviously, but eight hundred million dollars around there. Okay, okay. I was, I was going to say about a hundred uh, nine fifty. No, not nine fifty. Not nine. No, nine hundred and fifty million. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was going to be in the nine hundred million club as well. Yeah, so I was okay. going to bang on nine hundred. Yeah, fair enough. That's um, a lot of money. <laughs> you're, you're all pretty close, but it did actually break a billion. Oh wow! Um, I'm, I was going to say it barely broke a billion, but it made what? 1 billion 74 million? Oh. That's still a shit oh, ton of money. Um, opening weekend That's more itself. More money than anyone, any of us are going to see in our lifetime. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, opening weekend, it's, it made 373.5 million. So, again, crazy high numbers. Um, not as high as the previous two Star Wars episodes. So, seven and eight beat it both times. Um, and before I go any further, I, while I was doing research for this, I, all I put in was just the rise of, Skywalker, rise of Skywalker into Google. And you know how it comes up with those people also ask yeah. questions. I've got, I've got those. Oh, go on, go on. So, people also ask Is Ray Luke's daughter? I mean. Um. I You're guess right. so they just do that so they don't have to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, is Rise of Skywalker the last movie ever? Just the last one. But no, no one else was allowed to make any films after this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, do you know what? It does baffle me, actually, that Disney could get away with that marketing campaign. Like, the last Star Wars movie. Like, we, we all know it's not. Like, we all know yeah. it's not. And yet there were still people that'll buy it for some reason. I don't, I don't understand why. Mm. Yeah. Um, who is Ray's dad? Just Again, dad. <laughs> you can come out of this movie and still not know the yeah, answer. Yeah, to, to be that. fair. <laughs> um, and lastly, Ray's dad a Star Wars story coming soon. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, and lastly, is Rise of Skywalker any good? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, I did have some other like um, saga ending films by comparison, like what their top four questions were. I'm not going to read them all out, but it's all basically what, like, conjecture. So, who is the strongest Avenger is the one for Endgame. Right. So, it's, it's stuff like that. It's not... I feel like those four questions for Rise of Skywalker told, painted a pretty, pretty clear picture. Yeah, at this point, I normally do cast and crew, but it's, it's Star Wars. You, you know who's in it. You know who's... Whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to bother. Um, I've got one bit of alt casting or rumoured casting that didn't happen though um, you may have heard that Matt Smith was yeah. rumoured to be in this movie yeah. and it was heavily suggested that he'd be playing uh, either a young emperor or a young 
clone. Yeah, I remember it. Be, he was supposed to be like a, an evil person. I remember that. Oh my god! Didn't was this... he at one point gonna be? There was like a villain from like the Clone Wars or something that he was gonna play like a live action version of in like the really early versions of the script. Like not even the one that got leaked. It was one like when they were when they first cast him, he was gonna play some evil son of an evil i don't even know what it was it was something really ridiculous and like, do we do like, we know if like, he shot anything or is it just i'm um, sure i'm sure i read I that he did i think it's ever been like officially announced but i'm i'm also pretty sure that they have and then they've just cut it because hasn't this happened to him twice now wasn't he also rumored to have a really big part in a terminator film and then barely yes. showed up in that he oh, was skynet he was going to be the embodiment what? of skynet <laughs> Yeah, and then just wasn't in it. Those those movies, man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, so he's, been, he's great, and he's been screwed twice out of these pretty big movies. Um, Do you reckon so Karen Joe... Gillan teases him about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as Joe sort of mentioned, there was a script that got leaked. That was the script that Colin Trevorrow had pretty much completed in its entirety. Um Ultimately, he, he left the project for creative differences. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate when they say that. It's so much bullshit, isn't it? Um, have, have you guys read the scripts? Do you, do you have a vague idea of... I've read what, it. You, you have a, you have like a, a digital that. copy, haven't you, Sam? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure whether I've just incriminated you there or whether you're allowed to have <laughs> it I've acquired not, a version. Yeah, um, I've read it. It's not very good. Um, it, like, it's better than this, but only in the sense that like it has an idea and it fulfills those ideas mm. but it's still not great like people would yeah, have hated this just, movie just kind anyway. of anyway did he live i genuinely can't remember then instantly is better you know. <laughs> can't remember the the big thing that sticks out to me so this is the this is the this is the thing that's in my brain is um it's this isn't dialogue but you still i still had to read it was this is a scene where a lot of the movies something carousel right and they have this thing it's in the concept art and actually looks pretty cool where um the people of coruscant so first order have occupied it the people of coruscant are going to rise up against them and what they've done to get weapons is acquired empire gear so it's like stormtrooper stuff but it's kind of done up like mad max that kind of thing like it's that been cool. so it, it's like it's visual it's really cool and, and it would have been like cool to the, see um in the mandalorian when there's like those scavengers yes. like the atst yeah. like that there's, um yeah one of the other scripts well ideas that um recently only like pretty much came to light was george lucas's original plans for his trilogy series oh, yeah. so his seven eight and nine that's all with darth marlin isn't it yeah so um it would have been such a few years after return of the jedi but the hot trilogy as a whole would have been set over several decades kind of like how the prequels were so you'd see like younger kids grow up and stuff um, it would have been more focused on Leia. She was the chosen one. It wasn't Luke. So she would have been the strongest Jedi ever or whatever. Wow. And ruling the New Republic as the not supreme leader. It sounds too <laughs> Nazi-ish, doesn't it? Whatever the leader of the that would have been. It would have had, yeah, Darth Maul would have been the main villain in it. Probably the Republic. That would be Chancellor, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the Emperor is in the first yeah. three. No, yeah, he is the Senate. <laughs> I am the Senate. Um, what a guy! Yeah, Darth Maul was going to be the, the the big bad, and he would have been uniting all of the criminal underworlds, very similar to how we got in Clone Wars. Um, 
and Luke would have been training up some new Jedi. He's reforming the Jedi Order. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a Ray-type character who was going to be in it, whose name would have been... It was undecided. It was either going to be Tarin, or Thea, or Winky. No! <laughs> Uh, all the Brits just like oh, man. that sounds like our boy George Lucas though I'm not going to lie Doesn't it? sounds like something that came from his, his brain yeah. Winky so, um, Winky would have teamed up with Lumpy and Itchy that would have been, <laughs> been their team um, but that's that we almost got that um, and a lot of the ideas in that sort of sprinkled down into Clone Wars and other stuff that we've got See, kind of like that raider, the the is ATST this, thing. Is this what? the one that he claimed, or someone claimed that he told them when he bought when they bought Star Wars? Because like I remember Probably. when we bought it originally, there was the whole thing that he told them all. You know, his big plan for what he would have done the see how he would have done the sequels, and the whole thing was that they just ignored his plan or whatever. Is this Darth Maul thing? Is this what he told them? And they're like, Must ah, fuck that. And they've just implemented it into like the Clone Wars and Possibly. implemented it into him being like in solo and stuff like that instead. I, I could be making it up, but I'm sure I remember a story of like just about like creative meetings about the direction of the franchise that he was involved in. And supposedly, yeah, they literally just all ignored him, so he stopped turning up. I, I could be I could be wrong about that, but like <laughs> I, I seem to remember the thing about how he was telling them all of his ideas for, for like sequels and stuff and they were just ignoring him or something or they just didn't take any you know consideration or whatever i don't want to sound like that guy that's because because this is how we kind of got here with rise of skywalker is like you have this sequence of someone makes a film that generally like has good points of like to be critical on but a lot of people enjoy then a point then a movie comes out that really divides people and then you bring back the original guy that made the generally more well-received movie similar thing with star wars where it's like George has this thing and people love it and then there's something a bit different and then you bring George back and then it's like people start shitting on George more and then now we've had all these other people there's people that are like campaigning oh make sure George directs the next trilogy this that and the other I don't want to be that guy that's like oh well just go put it back in George's hands because George has made plenty of errors but you know yeah. what as an ideas guy like consistently throughout the entire saga that he was involved in his ideas were solid the execution is where things went wrong his ideas were good. Like, I think, I think he even could... I know people like to shit on it. He even could have made the Midichlorians thing work if he'd have thought about it more. Like, as an idea, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think the strongest possible thing you could have got out of a new Star Wars, potentially, well, full trilogy, would have been to listen to George's ideas and then expand them into something that works more cohesively instead of being a bit dispersed like the prequels were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's... Okay. Makes some very... Very good points there. Um, so yes, yeah, so these are the two kind of alternate versions that we could have got of, of episode nine. Um, it was also heavily rumored that once Colin Trevorrow had left, that it was Ryan Johnson was going to be brought on board to do nine. Um, and although I'm not the biggest fan of The Last Jedi, I still think I would have preferred Ryan Johnson's version of Rise of Skywalker mm -hmm. to the one we got because it would have been carrying on his ideas do you guys i like the way he's yeah. going with last, the last jedi it's a, i don't hate the last jedi i don't love it but that's how i feel like i feel with this whole franchise i think parts of this franchise like this this half of it 
have been really good. So like like you say, as much as like, you know, I'm an Adam Driver stan, I think Kylo Ren's character really like the way they were taking it from like The Last Jedi, they weren't going down this, oh, Ray and me are going to have babies. Like, do you know what I mean? They were going to be like, you know, like these clear paths. And I, I, I really wish we could have seen what would have happened if Ryan Johnson would have carried it on because I, I think he, he's the type of guy that would have turned around and gone, I don't care necessarily what the fans want. I'm giving them what they might like to see, but they don't know it yet. I think he'd have just done it. Whereas I do feel sometimes like J.J. Abrams just is like, yeah, do it because that makes the fans happy. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. no, yeah, it. absolutely. A lot mm. of this movie is um, box ticking. Oh, yeah. yeah, box ticking. It's, it's just like, like it hits, it's, it's bizarre because it hits all the beats that it should, but in just ways that are completely meaningless. Like, a good example, the Knights of Ren. They've been teased since the, the first movie in the trilogy, so they have to show up in the last one. And they do, that they are in the movie, technically, but we learn nothing about them. They do. We don't know their names. They don't interact with anyone. Do you know what I mean? They are visually in the, on the screen, but they don't do anything. But we've ticked the Knights of Ren box. And that's a missed opportunity, once again, like you say. There's going down that path and having all these like you could have had so many cool like people always say that that's the one thing that Star Wars is slowly getting right over time is the fight sequences obviously nothing's going to beat that one from um, Revenge of the Sith obviously but um, like can you imagine like obviously Kylo does end up fighting the Knights of Ren but can you imagine having these fight sequences with the Knights of Ren against these like I don't know Jedi style I think it would have been really interesting to see how that like they could have developed yeah that's more merchandise for them it's like six more figures literally (laughs) if if we've been able to see how good of fighters they were Mm. previously maybe that would have been all right like you know Snoke's guards in Last Jedi the red Mm. dudes yeah the ones haven't got lightsabers but they still fight pretty Cool. And that fight scene, I think, is pretty good as well. And we immediately get the idea that these red dudes are a force to be reckoned with. The Knights of Ren, just, they're just stormtroopers, really. They're just yeah. stormtroopers with sticks instead of guns. I think they're um, Adam Driver stands. I think that's what the problem <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Like, basing their outfits off them and everything. There's this definite, like, it's weird because what what this franchise has particularly the sequel trilogy is like nothing but like open goals that continue to get missed if you just think about it for half a second the knights of ren as an example like you take the established lore he ben leaves the, the jedi order well luke's new jedi order and then gets trained by these guys and trained by snoke and you can have them all fight the way he fights and you start to understand that it's this like completely symbiotic training and then when you do the inevitable uh, redemption arc maybe he starts fighting more like ray you know but you can use them and as establishing like here's the differences here you can start to see it like the, the way he stands the way he moves it'll change as he like switches sides they don't do that because they don't think about what they've actually got they've got gold and they're diving into shit mm. i think that's what's the yeah. most annoying thing about star wars at the minute isn't it i, I don't know whether that's an in-house creatives thing or whether or not Disney and like you know Lucasfilm are scared. They don't want. They don't want to upset both of the fans, and by doing that, they're staying very vanilla yeah. and upsetting the fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Oh, it's a weird time to be a Star Wars fan. But then again, when's it not been? Like, I'm sure your parents have said the same thing. Like my dad growing up in '77, nothing has ever been perfect, and I don't think you're ever going to please anyone. Like, <laughs> you're never going to please everyone, for sure. I, I'm definitely interested. We're not going to get it for another like, 10, 15 years, but like, right now, the prequels are popular. 
you know, they're mm. popular. People oh, yeah. like them. It's not a, it's not a controversial opinion to like the prequels. There's lots of good content that kids are making about why they like them as well. They're very thoughtful about it. And um, <clears throat> for the longest time, all the only content you had online was hate towards the prequels or rewriting the prequels to be good or whatever. Like it was just nothing, nothing but negativity. And then suddenly it changed. And in another 10, 15 years, I think the same thing is going to happen with this trilogy. But I I'm interested to hear the conversations that happen about it because it's going to be wildly different than what I can see because mm. all I can see is the mess that it is. But for the kids that are growing up with it now that aren't so focused on, I guess, industry drama, I think they're going to have some interesting takes on this mm. trilogy. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing though, isn't it? Because like The Phantom Menace is obviously the worst. Out of all the, the pre- they've, they've essentially, it's kind of, when you look at the, the series as a whole, it kind of does like a weird, like I don't know. It's kind of like a what's like like a, like a dip. So like I don't know. Maybe it's like a, like that. Does like one of those. So you start with Phantom Menace. What shape was that? One of those. Just one of like, yeah, one of them. Yeah. Also, like, also this like is a, an audio podcast as well, Joe. One of them. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay. Imagine like Please a semicircle then or something. Imagine like a <laughs> imagine like a circle and then you cut it in half into the top half okay. for those who are listening digitally. Okay. So, Phantom Menace starts at the bottom. It's terrible. It's not massively terrible, but it's, it's, it's not great. And then, you know, Clone Wars is a bit better. See, I'd say it's the and other way around, it keeps, personally. It keeps, like, get, it keeps getting, I mean, yeah, okay, Clone Wars isn't that great either. <laughs> but then, <laughs> the, the best one out of all three of them is obviously Vendor the Sith. Yeah, I agree. That's just good, that's just good shit, you know what I mean? I, I, I could just, it intakes to fly, it's sick. Anyway. It gets, and then you got obviously you got like four, five, and six are like the height. Seven was good compared to the two that followed, but then there's better ones in it. And then, in my opinion, eight <laughs> is worse than seven, and then nine just goes back to the same level. It literally does like like a hill it, or a mountain. Yeah, literally, or, that's uh, what it does. Semi-circle. One of those. For those of you listening to the audio episodes, version, Jacob flailed his arms around in a very chaotic <laughs> manner. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like if you just binge watch the entire saga, you'd start off like, oh, this is so shit, and you'd end, oh man, this is so shit. It's only in the middle <laughs> that you'd be having a good time. <laughs> it, you know. Could you do that now? Do you reckon? Because people used to do that. People used to do star like Star Wars in a day, Star Wars in a weekend. Could you do that now? We have been, so when we first moved into the flat, we watched the prequels and then we, so we watched all the prequels. We think we did one a night, but then ironically, we didn't, we, some reason we just forgot. We just didn't have time to do the, um, the, the main trilogy. And then, so then I sat down to watch Rise of Skywalker with Dylan and I swear to God, I was like, oh my God, he's not even seen the originals. So like, I think you can do it because from what we were doing, it was going really well doing one a night. And it's interesting. It's really interesting watching them bang out like one after another. So well, yeah, I, mean, I think it's worth doing. Do you know what though? When, jumping on that, that's what we did. Like during lockdown, we watched the prequels night after night after night and then stopped. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Like just before it like gets pretty consistently good. good nah no more of this thanks i've had enough star I think it's wars we've all seen the original trilogy so much yeah probably do you know what i mean like i think i mean i i have points i'm sure you guys do where you go oh god yeah this is in that film but like i, I don't know i feel like i need to give 
the original Star Wars films some time before I go back to it to really enjoy it. Because I think it's because, especially as like film people and obviously having social media, it's rammed down our throats constantly, this like Star Wars love. And so I think that's yeah. why we're all like... <laughs> Give it some I agree time. with that. I mean, I, I did the thing when Disney Plus came out. I was, did the thing watching it every night. And I was doing pretty well. So I got to episode eight. And I had to turn it off halfway through because I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and I just didn't watch. To be fair, that's like the second to last one. I just didn't watch nine after that. So, but. Can't blame you. Yeah. You did better than I, us. But then, in, including that though, I also watched Rogue One and Solo in between mm, them. Yeah. So. We did that. With the full Star Wars until I got to the bad ones at the end. Yeah, so technically we got up to Solo then. Fair enough. man, Rogue One. I haven't but attempted yeah. it in a while, but. I'd like to see if I could do it. It is, it is long, isn't it? Um, it's just watching The Phantom Menace. You have to just get through that. It's a rocky yeah. start. Mm. I also feel like, like we forget can... how long these films... I genuinely thought the original trilogy films were about an hour and a half. They were all, every oh, yeah, single no. Star Wars film is two hours. What the fuck? <laughs> God, imagine just sitting down for a day, watching them all, one after the other. <laughs> what a day that would be. I'd rather have my sanity. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. But anyway, it's getting dark, Jacob. It is, as you can tell, can't you? Um, <laughs> so then I've got I've got written down a quick plot run through, but I think more so that we when we hit like a, a bump, we can we can all laugh at it and go, why that's stupid. Um, but before I get into that, I've got plot keywords from IMDb. So people will write their own plot for some reason, it picks out the keywords. Oh, uh, okay. So we have evil. Disney Star Wars. Right. Villain not really dead cliche. <laughs> return of dead. Uh, and actually that's return of dead character. It's gone onto another line. I missed that. So it's return of dead character and puffy cheeks. Puffy cheeks? Puffy cheeks. And I have no idea He's why. puffy cheeks? I'm racking my brain. Is that Babu yeah. Frick? Oh, yeah. Is, has he got puffy but, cheeks? I don't think so. <laughs> Is it Palpatine's prosthetics, maybe? Oh, that's going to annoy me. I don't know. Puffy cheeks. It is, it is a link. So if you want to go to IMDb and click on why puffy cheeks is a, a keyword, you yeah, can go and do that. Um, but anyway, let's... let's, let's we, get, we get that crawl... Don't don't speak. <laughs> oh God. What was everyone's reaction to that when it came up? I presume you were, you all went to the cinema to see this, right? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. did you go? Did you go for midnight releases or just? I think we did the did afternoon you... after, like, like the day okay. out, like so day of release, but yeah. in the afternoon because we didn't we couldn't bother for the midnight release at that point. We'd done it for the I others. Think, yeah, but we we were went like... either like the day before, no, not the day before, obviously not the day after, or the day after that. I don't think we went like with the same urgency that we did when it was like episode seven. I think that was, was for everyone. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I think I did like a week later and then, so I'd, I'd sort of heard stuff, but I was still within the hype phase with the cinema was packed sort of thing. And I, I remember I, I, I can, I can tell you a little bit about how my cinema changed over the course of this film. Right. Because it, so it started with most of the people they really wanted to like it. They really wanted to like it. And look, I wanted to like it. I didn't go in bitter or, you know, cynical. Those three words, man, I laughed out loud. 
I definitely pissed some people off in the cinema. I could not. <laughs> I will never forget the conversations we had really quickly. The literally the, the week or whatever after it was released in work, just absolutely howling at that the dead speak. Or like I I didn't notice it, and you told me in work, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had some good giggles. Um. Yeah, I mean, I was when I went. I was again. Well, it was. I, I went to a midnight release. F- foolish. Um, as I've, I've, probably, I've probably told this story before, um, that I was I'd met up with my family for Christmas in a nice little quaint cottage somewhere off in the Lake District, and I realised that we were going to be there for the release of Star Wars. I was like, I, I, I really want to see it at midnight. We're going to have to do it. So I found the closest cinema that was showing it, which was like an hour drive away. Convinced my dad to drive me and my brother to go go to the midnight release to go and watch it. An hour drive. Um, and it was all these people dressed up like Jedi and stuff. It was like, all right, yeah, this is, it's going to be good. Let's get it. It's Star Wars. And, but that's the good thing about seeing it at a midnight release. I'm sure you guys will agree with me. Is Everyone's so excited. Like you said, Sam, like everyone wants to like the movie. And that is, I think that is the best part. And I feel like that's what cinema is really lacking at the minute is that it's an experience and like you said jacob that would have instantly got you in the mood it did and then i don't think there's (laughs) anything more sad than coming out of a cinema and seeing people dressed as jedi and star wars characters looking sad (laughs) just a little like oh no heads down and they Oh, I feel like we just had a, a cinema full of disappointed people. I'll tell you what, this just reminded me. When when I went to see Force Awakens, so I did Force Awakens at midnight. We, we all did Force Awakens at midnight. And I, uh, I uh, like a week before, was at peak excitement for this film. Hang on. Got with me. I took this Kylo oh, yeah. Ren like, like replica lightsaber, right? I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to take the fucking lightsaber. On the journey, there's no way to store this. You can't compress it down. So like on the journey, I got it on the bus. People are like, Sort of pointing at it. Some people want to fucking have a go on it. There's people in the streets having <laughs> flying around the lightsaber. It's good fun, right? Get to the cinema. Exactly the same thing. Everyone's super hyped to see this new Star Wars. I brought the fucking saber through. The staff are like, we don't know if we're allowed to let you through with that, but we don't want to stop you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so going to the lobby, handing it over. People are swinging it around. It's good time, right? And then that scene happens near the end where Kylo Ren stabs Han Solo with this blade and I, I was like i was like holding it at the time just like by my seat and i was like oh my god i'm holding a murder weapon like, <laughs> <laughs> me. and then on the way out of the cinema yeah n- i can't say anyone was really excited to play with my lightsaber anymore it was just, it was <laughs> it's funny how that happened <laughs> that's 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 fantastic um yeah eventually the words fuck off and we get some actual film um and the, the opening to this <laughs> almost immediately didn't feel like a Star Wars film because it was yeah right it felt it like an Adam Driver Stan account that's what it felt like it was Kylo just chopping down guys in a forest there isn't this Go on. this could have been one of the most interesting parts of the fucking film Chef's he's kiss. on fucking Mustafar mm. and right? it doesn't look like it he could Is have he? that's Mustafar yeah, that, he's, yeah he's on Mustafar yeah because there's the whole thing about how in that VR game they did, you unlock some ancient spirit or whatever the fuck of Mustafar, and it starts to like what the story of it is that Darth Vader is trying to release his spirit to get Padme back or some shit. Oh, I remember this. And he freezes other spirit. Oh my and god! Yeah. Through it, Mustafar starts growing plants again, which is why in Rise of Skywalker there's like trees and stuff there. But yeah, that's Mustafar. 
Why? But like, it could have been so interesting because it could have been, it could have gone to like Darth Vader's castle. Yeah. And yeah. it could have like, oh, it could have been so good. Hey, I tell you what, like, I think, I and think like missed, five, missed opportunities oh. is going to be the catchphrase of this show because 100%. like that, it's, that's just huge. Like there's such a, it's such an obvious thing. You take Kylo Ren to Darth Vader's castle. Obviously you do. Like it goes beyond fan service because you can have a meaningful character moment in it. Mm. But JJ has been doing this from, from the start. I remember hearing that they shot a scene. In fact, it might even have been in the deleted scenes for force awakens where after the Falcon lands on Starkiller, Kylo Ren walks into the Falcon. I've seen it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the DVD extras. Even just describing it, what a fucking amazing, just to, to see that guy, after everything he's done, to walk around that ship on his own and just like soak it in. That's great fucking shit. Why are you cutting stuff like that? I don't get it. Mm. So weird. Um, I've, it, I'm not sure if I've forgotten about it, but almost all the other Star Wars films open on like, the, it pans and this is a, 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 sh- yeah. a ship or a shuttle or something. Yeah. This film didn't have that, did it? It, it, it cut. It went straight much. to yeah. It went straight to a dark sky, and then it went just to a planet, didn't it? To Mustafar. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you see is just the red planet and a, like the tiniest little ship. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, not a great start. Um, and he finds this little pyramid that I thought, oh, that's going to be a holocron, cheeky little tie into the animated series. Same. No, it's something new entirely. Wayfinder. Yeah, a wayfinder. Uh-huh. Why could it not have been a holocron though? The whole point of holocrons is it stars Dea. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it could have been and it just it just wasn't. Um Oh my god. He could have learned some like sick Sith stuff at the same time as well. Yeah. And, it, and sick if, powers or whatever, but no. If the argument is the general audience doesn't know what a holocron is, the general audience doesn't know what a fucking wayfinder is either. Like exactly. teach them. This is in yeah. the it's in the universe. Gold river of shit. How do you keep doing it? But that's what Star Wars do, unless you've you've played the VR game, played Fortnite, listened to the <laughs> act, like, like bought the oh new and updated encyclopedia, and then got a Disneyland offer, which you could only get on the first Thursday of the month. You won't know what the fuck's going on, and I think that's a very very bad bad part in storytelling is making sure that everyone knows what they know and not yeah. oh you didn't play that game sucks to be you. I think that's totally agree. so like not on. I mean. You can you can draw some comparisons maybe between this and Endgame, right? Both came out the same year. Both were like big saga finishing movies. Both required you to have seen previous media, at least media, before watching it. And yet Endgame just did it so much better. Yeah, if you went in and you hadn't seen Doctor Strange, you wouldn't know who he was, but you wouldn't really need to. You're like, oh yeah, okay, this is just a guy who's got cool magic powers and stuff. Mm. But with this, there was so much stuff where it was like, well, what's... Are you, what? And that wasn't just for general audiences either. I feel yeah. even a lot of Star Wars fans going in would be like, well, this, uh, what? what? Yeah. Why? I, th- I think the, the big difference is the Russos knew what they had. They understood the value of what they had. I think JJ, JJ, he remembers iconography, but he doesn't remember why he remembers it. Like he doesn't remember, like, he doesn't understand why it matters. A really big thing that stands out to me is the mishandling of um, the shark teeth ray scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. in, in, in Empire, 
you know, this, it's a really famous scene. Luke confronts himself in Darth Vader armor, and he looks at the broken helmet and sees his own face, and it's a reflection. It's a saying to him, look, if you are not careful, if you don't heed Yoda's words, this is going to be you. You're going to perpetuate the cycle that your father started. You don't even know he's your father yet, but you're going to keep doing it. Someone is going to fill those shoes all the time, and it's meaningful, and it changes the way Luke interacts with the entire story. In this, she's got, <laughs> she's got these really big, scary teeth, <laughs> And her lightsaber goes flip de doo and then she gets kicked. <laughs> she gets kicked out of the room. And I guess Ray doesn't have fucking object permanence because as soon as she sees Kylo Ren, the scene's over and she forgets it ever happens and it it changes nothing about her. Yeah. It's, I mean I'd um, forget my surroundings if Box Ben ticking. Solo was in front of me, but yeah, this is not <laughs> this is not allowed. <laughs> um, yeah, the next thing he does once he finds that pyramid is he eventually picks his way over to Palpy. Good old Palpy's back. He's not He's not dead. Good job I'll... none of us are... Um, good, of us, good job none of us were watching called Epileptic. Watching this back in the dark. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. <laughs> the, I liked the aesthetic of the planet, I think. Like the chalk fingernails on chalkboard sounding lightning and the ooh, spooky big like floaty building or whatever. Then you get pickled Snokes. Pickled Snokes! <laughs> have you made pickled Snokes yet? <laughs> Not yet. When I do that party, I'll have some pickled Snokes. As soon as that snokes. party happens. <laughs> I'm locked down. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, the Emperor's back. How do we... Well, how how anyone care to justify it? Or, no, <laughs> fuck you, Star Wars. You're not getting my justification. Don't we see the thing with Ian McDermott saying that he didn't actually get the call to come play the Emperor until, like, January of 2019. So, like, the Emperor wasn't even in it. There was yeah. that whole thing. Like, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was like, yeah, 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 we always planned for the Emperor to be in it. He only filmed these scenes, like, not even a year before it came out. And they didn't plan for they him did to be not. in it. No. There is no way. Like, oh my god, it's just, it's so just messy and yeah. I think that's and why I, the character, like, you know, when you see, like, all these fo- like interview footage and that one that we were watching that you sent us, Jacob, where everyone, all the cast are so fed up. It's because they've had to put up with this shit. Like, the reshoots, the changing of that. Like, Kelly Marie Tran, her character being like, yeah, no. Right. Like, <laughs> and even Finn to a point. I feel so, I don't I don't blame John Boyega for hating this series. Yeah. They basically said, you're going to be a Jedi, mate. You're going to be a Jedi with Rey and it's all going to... He literally is just there. That's it. Yeah. They fucked there. John Boyega so badly. Like, he's yeah. so good. Mm. They gave him one line in this movie, basically, and it's Ray. That's it. That's all he says oh, over and over and over again. And then, yeah, like you say, Kelly Marie Tran, Rose is, he's there sometimes to sometimes say, I don't know, stuff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's, the, there's, the, there's that really frustrating bit towards the end of the movie where Finn, he makes his daring stand against the fucking Star Destroyer and, uh, He's with just another girl that they've just introduced, who's just him from The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. And she gets the scene and the dialogue that Rose should have had. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <sighs> um, I mean, ultimately, they're b- back on whatever planet they're on with, with all of this resistance crew that have come from Out somewhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, ending the movie. They're all in, in, like, I'm a celebrity, get up. 
That's what the dress yeah, like. Basically. <laughs> yes. The fact that Last Jedi ended with the Falcon, a Falcons full of people, and that was it. That was your resistance to, yeah. oh, no, we've got, we got ships and we've got a base and we're, we're fine. We're fine now. Um, and they've, there's a message. There's a message that's, that's been recovered from a spy. Somehow, Palpatine returned. Somehow. Yeah, they don't even explain that, do they? They say, they have uh, Pippin from uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings say, yeah. they have him say, um, something some about cloning, dark magic, secrets only the Sith knew. That's our explanation. Yeah. See, I completely missed that. <laughs> Sith weren't the only ones who knew how to clone. Um, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars! Uh, <laughs> Attack of the Clones. That was... The Jedi's were, li- like, were literally there for that. <laughs> like, I, I am genuinely so sick and tired of the old argument, oh, Ryan Johnson just doesn't get Star Wars. Yeah, well, do you know what? I think he's actually <laughs> fucking seen it. Like, come on. <laughs> Here's a, que- here's, a good- here's a question for you, right? It's, it, none of us can definitively answer that, this, but just from gut feeling alone, when do you think JJ watched The Last Jedi? Do you think he watched it when it came out for Ooh. leisure, or do you think he watched it when he was told he was working on this? I think he was when he told. I genuinely think yeah. he didn't care. That's, that's the feeling I get as well. Yeah. And like, I, I genuinely think he saw it and was like, fuck that, that wasn't what I was going to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Because then Ryan Johnson goes and makes films like Knives Out. So he's a good director. He makes good films. <laughs> like, and this yeah. isn't, Last is not a bad film. It's just, it, 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 I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie in points, but that doesn't mean I won't, you know, watch it and goggle at Ben Swallow. That's just the thing, you know? <laughs> that's the only reason you watch it though, isn't it? Yeah, just, let's just, be honest. Just watch, just watch YouTube clips. Come on. Um, Best come out of it. I mean, yeah, and then they're like, all right, well, we need to go, we need to stop him. So the, the crew set off. So you've got all, all your favourites. You've, you've got, got Ray and Chewbacca and Finn and Poe and BB-8 and C-3PO, everyone's favourites, and Rose. Oh, no, wait, Rose doesn't go because she has to stay behind because everyone hates her inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Just, no, I've got to look at Star Destroyers. <laughs> do you know what one of the things that like irks me this is this is like it's it's a minor thing but it's like it's it's the start of like the larger critique i have about the film so when our heroes go on the big last adventure they're doing it because it's the big last adventure movie and they all have to go on a big last adventure and they go we're coming with you ray and they're all big friendship they don't fucking interact in this trilogy like, at yeah. all. They're forcibly split up for the majority of Force Awakens. It's only Rey and Finn that are actually mates. And then in Last Jedi, they choose to split up because the situation's so dire. They haven't gone on a single adventure to justify going on this last one. What do yeah. you mean you're all sticking together? Yeah, I don't together? remember, like, Rey and Poe having more than, like, five minutes of on-screen time together before. The right? Time. Yeah. The fact that they meet for the first time at the end of The Last Jedi mm. and... Oh, and instantly in the first like opening bit like you say he's there going what if you want to beat me up with me it's like there's this kind of comically like oh they're good mates <laughs> what bugged me about that is right Poe is supposed to be great mates with BB-8 he like give, gives him belly rubs and stuff yeah. and then when he comes back in the Falcon Ray says what have you done to the Falcon and Poe replies what have you done to the droid he just says the droid <laughs> <laughs> what that's like a <laughs> dad's coming home and like their kid has a broken arm 
And they go, what, what have you done to the child? <laughs> boy. Boy, boy has broken arm. What have you done to boy? <laughs> right? So that's, uh, that's so bad. But they, they, they set off and they go, they go to that, um, that big festival planet, which might as well have been Tatooine, but wasn't. It was yep. just another sand planet. Um, and apparently all these the kids of whatever native species they are really care about last names and family names. <laughs> Ray, what's, what, what's, what's your family name? Got to know. <laughs> It'd be my honour. <laughs> oh, at some point we get the, the Knights of Ren are like, oh yeah, we're here too. They show up on, on the planet. On a rock. Um, I mean, the back on of their head rock, shows up <laughs> in a lot of scenes. Yeah, they stand I as hate. the camera just like Ugh. spins around them. I hate it. <laughs> they just had a cat. They just had a helicopter just on hand. They're like, right, just fucking get them to stand on a rock or something. It's fine. Yeah. Just do, you know do some loops. It's like shocking about this film to me is that the Force Awakens filmically, like its its problems are in the writing. Filmically, it's really good. Like the 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 way the shots are put together. The, the the lighting in particular, the way they merged all the CGI with the, with the, the live action stuff in such a seamless way to create these like beautiful, memorable like new planets and new experiences, and it really feels like an authentic Star Wars journey. Same fucking guy. Where's that gone? It, it, My guy doesn't care anymore. That's <laughs> what right. it feels like. There's another shot later on that was really odd. It's when they're on one of the Endor moons to when when the Death Star's crashed. And there's a shot that feels like it's on like a 50s TV show where the Falcons in like crashed in the foreground and everyone else is kind of walking off and the camera just starts zooming in and then just keeps like zooming and zooming and zooming. And it's like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What? Where did that come from? It was like, that doesn't happen in Star Wars. Like if, if, if Star Wars had been made like the originals 20 years earlier and they used loads of those techniques. Sure. Yeah. There's a bit of, well, Hey, look, look at this. Isn't this neat? Do that, but it would. What? I don't yeah. know. That was just another I like point where it just completely took me out of it. Um, uh, at some point, Kylo gets his helmet fixed to undo what Ryan Johnson did to it. Um, Again, like you could have done anything if you really must have him have a helmet. You could have made him. You could like chance to refresh, do something else cool, so you yeah. can sell a brand new, all new Kylo Ren toy, not just one with fucking red paint apps. Imagine if he'd. If you'd got the, I'm not going to call it a Wayfinder. It's called a Holocron now. Imagine if you got that from Vader's castle and then like a Vader prototype helmet or something along with it. Yeah, something to change. You could have done with that. But no, they made a special effort to undo what Brian Johnson did. A better storyline than a whole Star Wars creative team that get paid to do it. It it blows my mind. (laughs) Like, we've kind of skipped over it in the plot segment, right? But. And and I don't I don't tremendously want to dwell on it too long because it's really grim. But Leia in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Lots of scenes of her at the start. And I find it really morbid. Like they said, oh, we're not going to CGI her. Da, 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 da. Do you know what? Right. Where, like when they did it for Peter Cushing in Rogue One, it's a bit odd, right? But it sort of feels like you've digitally created this model. You've got an impersonator in. It feels like when they do it like in a video game, I don't feel like weird about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
with this because they've used old footage and old lines. Layer. And she's only just passed away. It's literally, soundboard layers. They, they, she, they, she's only just gone. And you're having to write characters to have lines that sort of feed into what she's saying. Mm. It really feels like you're puppeteering her corpse. That's what it, it feels was, like. It's yeah. fucking grim and then to right? really linger on her dead body with the white sheet in parts towards the end right like, <laughs> well, i'm not horrid. emotional here i'm just a bit weirded out <laughs> while we're on on the topic i, I was going to touch it in the end when we help touch retouching on later but <clears throat> she died like a year before last jedi came out and then one of the opening scenes in that is her seemingly dying yeah and then because that film was already finished they already knew what was going to happen so then in this they had to kill her off I guess, but it wasn't done in the same way as Han Solo and Luke, where they actually got an ending because they were alive for it. How did we feel? I'm guessing, as Bukharan said, like her death was just a bit ham-fisted, well, see, I suppose. Th- this is the thing, and I, and I I don't want to speak on behalf of too many other people because, especially like, for example, like Billy Lord was literally on set. I don't know if she was coerced into allowing that to happen or if she genuinely was okay with that happening, right? Like, And I, and I don't feel like it's right to speculate. But in terms of writing a story, you know, I, like it's you're dealt a bad hand when your lead act, well, one of your lead actors dies. You are, you are, you're dealt a bad hand, right? But work with what you've got. Don't go to this extra effort. I know this isn't ideal, right? But this is this will be my pitch. You kill her off between movies. You have it in the opening crawl, right? It's I know it's not ideal. I know it's like it's, but it's Princess Leia. Don't you want to give her a send off? We'll we'll see, we'll see how you feel about this, right? You kill her off between movies. Maybe it's as a result, like when you consider Last Jedi and Force Awakens take place between like 20 minutes of each other or something. She's just lost her partner. She's just lost her brother. And maybe the stress of it all just gets to her. Maybe it's old age. Maybe it, maybe it's everything going on. She's lost a partner, a brother. Her son feels irredeemable. She goes between movies, right? Your opening scenes are parallel uh, to one another. So it's Ray with the resistance, mourning Leia, someone she doesn't know she's not related to her she hasn't really had any scenes with her but she's here and leia's son is somewhere else across the galaxy he's felt it happen but he wasn't there for it her death was supposed to be part of his journey but he's not there for it how does he handle it he gets angry gets his lightsaber out he starts smashing up consoles like he does then his anger he stops in his eyes they start to water slightly he's been the t- chance to kill his mother has been taken from him because he's just lost his mother and how yeah. does that affect him and I he's like that not would be there so much more emotional as well it's got depth and it establishes like where our two characters are like opposite towards towards one another and you can start to build how those things impact on each other throughout the course of the story that's the thing that i would have pitched mm-hmm. not yeah uh, fucking making a marionette out of a corpse it's grim i don't like it they had time to plan around it like yeah last jedi there wasn't a lot they could do it was just a bit awkward when she got blown up yeah it's not a good scene it's just awkward yeah but you you had superman yes yeah don't (laughs) they had years to plan around it for this one and they just didn't like I'm pretty sure Marvel have already said how Chadwick Boseman obviously mm. can't come back for Black Panther 2. They've already yeah. said he's, we're not doing a CGI yeah. Chadwick. He's not going to be in it. Good. They're going to well, they're going to work around it. Just May- have a nod to him. Acknowledge the fact that he's yeah. like, a person's what? gone, but don't, like you say, recreate them. It's yeah. weird. 
it's one of these where it's i know like within fictional stories we're used to it and it's good storytelling when a character's death has like payoff and it's meaningful and you've planned for it since the start but in the real world people are taken from us often suddenly and quickly and it's really hard to like come to terms with that and, and properly grieve especially when they're gone just suddenly one day and while that's not generally considered good storytelling if you make your story about that then it can work we didn't have the time to to mourn because they just weren't there one day and maybe that's a good story mm, i think that's very true um yeah you make I, that immediately sounds better than what we got um but yeah, so our, our gang are on this, this festival planet and they get found out because um, Ray and Kylo have one of those cheeky across the gal- galaxy chats where he can snatch a necklace off her. Um, I did actually quite like how they can physically interact through that force. Stuff. That, that was a nice evolution of, of the ideas. Yeah, um, the way they then use it to their advantage right at the mm. end with, with the lightsaber. I th- that yeah. was cool. That's that I, I quite like that. Um but yeah, ultimately they get chased for a bit by some stormtroopers that can fly now. Uh, um speeder <laughs> bikes that don't. Like they've just put a, a track and it's a, a seesaw. I kinda on like wheels. the flipper. I like But what do, why would they Oh we've got these speeder bikes, but how about right? They're great because they fly, so you can go over rough terrain and sand and things. Put them on the ground and give them, like, <laughs> a tank tread so that you have to drive them across the ground and then make yourself vulnerable to having a rope thrown in them. And <laughs> yeah, that all, all that was... Yeah. of John Bayega talking about that is such gold. <laughs> yeah. doing it since the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Great teeth. My guy, I love him. Um, and ultimately, uh, after the chase, they fall into some beans and start sinking through the beans. Yeah. Um, where they end up in like this, this snake tunnel, um, and they find a, oh, actually, while they're sinking in the beans, Finn yells, Ray, I never told you. <laughs> it's dumb, isn't it? It's really nothing, dumb. Nothing beyond that. You know what you know what it'd be like it'd be like telling someone oh i've got this big secret to tell you and then like five days later you say oh yeah i've got new shoes that's my secret it's mm. about my new shoes it'd be like that wouldn't it jacob yeah. we, we, i don't know what to, i have no idea what you're talking about that's that's not a reference to anything that's happened in my life <laughs> um loads of people speculate that um finn is force sensitive that's kind of what yeah they were kind of suggesting which I highly recommend you watch the new Star Wars holiday special. I was just about to say this. The Lego one. It's it's a lot basically of fun. Confirms it. It's it, yeah. But basically, Ray is training Finn to be a Jedi. It's, it's, like, cool. a, it's like a it's sequel cool. to the sequels, isn't it? That, that yeah. was, it's like it's, trying to suggest what happens after. I'm not sure how canonical it is. I don't think it can be. Um, I won't say much more than that because we we will watch the holiday special. And I oh, I recommend you watch it. It's only like 47 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. So yeah, go check it out because there are, there are some, there's some gold. There's some absolute it's not, gold It's not too there. bad. It, it, there are bits that are a bit cringe, but it's a, it's a kid's thing by Lego. Yeah, it is it's, funny. It's very much a kid's thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, so they, they, they find this knife, which has, 
the ancient language of the Sith on it that C-3PO can translate but isn't allowed to say out loud because it's a forbidden language. Can you write it down? Why didn't they think about that? No pens in the Star Wars universe. Ah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, Have you ever ever seen anyone write anything down? No, no one's had a biro at all. <laughs> a biro. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, write it down, Prepio. <laughs> we haven't got any biros, <laughs> so I can't. Um, and then they, they bump into this big snake, and rather than killing it like they do in every other Star Wars film, oh, a, a, an alien monster, kill it. The Ray Force heals it. And it goes, oh, thank you. Here's a way out. Um, when this movie came out, the same week, I'm pretty sure the, that that week, the episode of The Mandalorian where Baby Yoda yeah. heals, um, uh, what's his face? Heals him, does Apollo it? Creed. What's his name? Is it not oh, him? I thought he heals him. No, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't heal he the heals- Mandalorian. He heals um, Carl... Oh, it's 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 Carl the. Vanders, isn't it him? That's his name. Yeah, but isn't I'm sure the episode like the very first time he does it is in like one of the earlier episodes where he heals him, and that's the episode that was out or something. Oh, so I remember was... seeing it and being like, "Oh man, I'm annoyed about this," but I was like, "Oh wait, no, the Mandalorian does it, so I'm not annoyed about it anymore." <laughs> well, either way, <laughs> I'm not sure which episode it was, but in the, it happens in the Mandalorian. But I had a very similar reaction to you, Joe. When I saw this, I was like, "Well, that." Uh... I don't know how I feel about that. How how do you guys feel about it? Um, it's it's only dumb because of the way it's introduced. I think because it's 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 specifically tied into plot. You know, it's like you know when you're watching shows like uh, shows like like Power Rangers or Pokemon when you're young, and they'll introduce some like specific MacGuffin at the start of an episode. And it's because at the end of that episode, it's going to be important. And then it goes away. Yeah. You know, that's what it felt like. It's too tied into the specific events of this movie mm. that I think it, it comes across a bit wrong. I, I really enjoyed, though, at the time, I really enjoyed all the memes of like, you know, voice ghost Anna King. Like, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, mm. I, yeah, I literally I think- had, oh, really quickly, I had, literally had Dylan sat next to me who, like, say, doesn't really know much about Star Wars. And he literally went, has they been able to do that from the start? And I was like, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, say, the um, way they introduced it was a bit like, yeah. yeah. The healing bit, I think, makes some sense. Yeah, someone's got a, even like a fatal wound. Give them a big old heal. But when they do it at the end to fully resurrect Rey from when she dies, or at least is very close to death, so much so that it kills Kylo. Spoilers. I don't, I feel like that's too much of a stretch to do that because yeah, I agree. it suggests that they could always bring people back from the dead with no training you just have to think about it you have to wish it hard enough um, there's something else that pissed me off about that bit but we'll get to it when we, when we talk about it I'll wait was it just that he faded and you couldn't see him anymore was that no, what it was like, oh, I, can't, I can't see <laughs> his face it's like... gone um, <laughs> I am not that shallow <laughs> I totally am <laughs> um, but yeah ultimately they, they take the, the ship of the they don't take the Falcon, they take a different one. Um, it turns out that that was the ship that Ray kept remembering. It's not really that big of a deal. Even though they really try and make it a big deal, it, it, it doesn't matter. The flashback, because it's that bounty hunter's ship. And the, the, yeah. the mum goes, she's not on Jakku. And he goes, all right, fair enough. 
Four. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. Oh, before they do, they. Oh, Chewie dies. Chewie gets blown up by Ray doing force lightning. Oh no, he Did doesn't. Did any of you he's, believe he's that dead. in the cinema? I didn't. I was sat there I, going, I if if he is, that's that's not a good way of doing it. Exactly that's how we not. were. And then the fact that they suggest, oh no, there was just a second ship. It was just, it was a different ship. And so Finn, comical, isn't it? Finn didn't go, Ray, they've got Chewie. And she looks at the ship and he doesn't go, no, no, it, the ship's yeah, gone. It's not that one. Pointing, Leave it. isn't he? We, we he's go. pointing like that one there. Chewie's on that one. <laughs> how, did he, how did he not see that either there was another one that hadn't gone yet or there was another one that... W- Doesn't matter. It's bad. It's bad. Um, the two times they pulled this with Chewie and C-3PO, I didn't buy it. Because with Chewie, you're right. It would have been a terrible way to do it. And frankly, they don't have the balls. And with C-3PO, they tell a joke before it. And I was like, okay, well, there's, I've got nothing to worry about then. Oh, yeah. Because just, just before he does like the thing, he goes, yeah, oh, I've, got- I've just had another idea. And he's done. Yeah. Yeah. He's remembered about his stash of paper mate pens and he's going to start writing it out. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, basically they end up going up to the... Do they go to the Star Destroyer at this point? No, they go to the other planet, don't they? The snowy one that isn't Hoth. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. Um, and they find uh, Poe's ex-girlfriend um, and we learn that Poe used to be a spice smuggler hate that big fucking deal like wow he's han solo now <laughs> yeah yeah it, like when when finn was saying how how do you how do you know how to like hot wire a speed all right i, I disapprove strongly of this why <laughs> why he stole yeah. a tie fighter in force awakens to help you escape and you're ashamed that he can hot wire things <sighs> whatever do you know what extra burns about that so i remember when i was stupid and young and Force Awakens was coming out, and I was like, "Fucking yeah, I'm gonna!" Because at the time, Marvel had just got a brand new deal to do Star Wars comics, and they were all going to be canon because all the old canon's gone. And they did a, a book which was specifically a prelude to the Force Awakens. Right, it's four issues, and throughout the course of it, you follow the stories of Poe's parents who help Luke and stuff out in the final days of the Empire. Right, and one of the quests they go on is they gather this tree and this tree, like it's like a forest tree and it emits midichlorians and it's like the last one in the galaxy, right? And the emperor's got it and it's dying. And Luke takes two branches off of it. One for him to use in his little Jedi school and the other he bestows to Poe's parents and they grow it in their garden, which means he was growing up around this tree that grants people force sensitivity. And I thought, that's going to pay off. Surely that's going to pay. No, he's just a criminal. He's just a criminal. (laughs) Wonderful. So, yep, that's kind of shit. Um, they go, they they go to the the bar where that little shitty muppet hacks three PO, and John Williams is chilling in the bar. <laughs> if, if you didn't know that, John Williams was just cleaning some cups, going, "Ah, oh dear," shaking his head at the main characters as they walked past. Um, but the most, as well as having the knife now translated, they know where to go. We also learned that Zori has this, so that's Posex, has that little first officer's, first order's officer's medallion medal thing. That means that any ship can get onto any Star Destroyer, no questions asked. That's what? 
that's what they use. Is that a real military thing? Like, if you just have a, a general's badge, they just let you just let you in. Entire of the, like, <laughs> Even if you're you in the dinged up house. ship. <laughs> yeah, which, which like, they you're are. you just a dude yeah. wearing like a the truth is out there t-shirt rocks up to Area 51. <laughs> it's fine because he's got a general's badge. Yeah. It doesn't match his, the name on it doesn't match his ID, but it's okay because he's got a general's badge. They have to yeah. let him in. So just the rules. The idea of that as a whole is, in universe, it's a stupid idea. Why would the first yeah. order have these? And as a storytelling device, it's lazy and crap. Yeah, yeah. It like does feel lazy. Any any Star Wars film, they've been getting themselves onto enemy ships all all the time, all the time. You either just just fly in, or you smuggle yourself on, or you sneak off your ship once it's been taken in by a tractor beam or something. No, we're just gonna. Fly right up with this little gold circle. Also, don't they put it into like the controls of the ship? There's just oh, where does this go? Oh, pretty sure, yeah. Convenient little a perfectly, hole. perfectly there we go. Size. That's oh, where yeah. that goes. <laughs> so, which implies that it's like a digital thing. It's a good job there wasn't like a you know not a virus .exe <laughs> on there or something. Like. <laughs> yeah, but then they'd be screwed. Um, but yes, they make it onto the ship and they find out that, oh, Chewie's alive and on board. And Ray says, oh, we, we need that dagger back. How do you know? Oh, it's just a feeling. Wait, so 3PO said that you need the blade. So, all right. And it's debatable that maybe you're suggesting that you have a feeling that the dagger is on the ship. Did Chewie just put it in his bag and go without telling anyone that he had it? Yeah. The, yeah, you see him do it yeah. in the cave. Oh, yeah. Okay, so goes, so yeah, annoying. Maybe we'll need so that later. Obvious. He doesn't say, oh, hey, guys, maybe we should we, sh- we should take this. This is probably a clue, right? Mm, it's like a nice big close-up of him just going, whoop. And I was like... Ha, I've, I've got <gasps> the dagger. So that's that's kind of stupid. Um, Ray goes to get the dagger while the others just kind of run around for a bit and get hooks shot because he was the spy. He doesn't care as <sighs> the First Order. He just, he just wants... <sighs> I don't care if you win as long as Kylo Red loses. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly completely, every time he wasn't like on the screen, I completely forgot that he was in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then he would reappear and I'd be like, oh yeah, him. Oh, yeah, him. And, and the he fact suddenly, that they like, kill him off just to replace him with, oh, it's Hooks again, but meaner. Mm. But like, the <laughs> yeah. really weird thing is, in The Last Jedi, he's the fucking second in command. Yeah. What happened? When did someone else overtake him and... I don't understand. How does that work? Again, yeah. why didn't they demoted? show it? Why didn't we see this scene, like, like say, of him and Kylo Ren being like, Kylo Ren being an absolute asshole, and then that him having this moment of, well, fuck you, I'm going to start leaking stuff to the Resistance. Why didn't they not have that? Yeah. Because um, they wanted just, this horrible reveal. <laughs> yeah. The one that like, I did, like... As soon as it, like... Go on, as soon as it was leading up to the reveal of who the leak was, I, I, to be fair, at this point, I completely forgot that the reason was, even was a leak to begin with. Yeah. It was just, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that thing from the beginning. Uh, and then it was like, oh right, okay, well it's going to be Hawks, obviously. And then it was, and I was like, right, great. He's probably going to die. And then he dies. And I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Um, his death. <sighs> I just drive. remembered. Oh, shit, I've just remembered that fucking slug that's escaped from fucking Monsters University. The fucking oh, digital Lord. file has, has, has flown into what, this Star Wars film. The engineer with no arms. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how's, one how's that thing off? you've got to fix, Claude, coming and he goes, hmm, and just looks at it like fry and explode a bit more. 
How is he going to fix anything? Anyway. Just as you were describing the spy stuff, it just popped back into my head. Where's my fucking hot toys, Claude the Slug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the death of Hux. I think him getting shot and just like getting launched several feet across the control room. So comedic. Yeah, it was brilliant. It, it, those blasters never have that much impact until you stood still with a little walking stick and you get shot out of surprise. Yeah, but anyway. The way his hair just went woof forward as he flew back. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised they didn't have the um, Wilhelm scream over it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Instant 10 out of 10 if they'd done that. No, I wouldn't. Um, uh, what happens? They make their way to that water planet where the Death Star is and we get that bullshit with the knife. So you stand oh, the Goonies thing. anywhere around the Death Star, <laughs> no, no defined point where you stand, and you kind of hold up the knife, and the edges of the knife match up with some debris, mm. and then there's with this debris, little yeah. bit that you pull out, and it points to the throne room. How long Is has it this... been since they made that knife? That would The yeah, waitress of Dover of... erode every day. <laughs> And you've got the Death Star completely perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's in water as well. It's been, like, constantly hit by yeah. water. Yeah. Like, it's... I wouldn't... It's Look, it's dumb. I wouldn't have minded it as much if... Because it's a circle. She pulls the bit out and it goes... Whoop, if it at least lined up with, like, the cannon or something. Do you know what I mean? So you could be like, right, I've got to line it up with this. And it, and it's the big circle. And, like, okay, the, at that point, the throne room is roughly underneath that bit in the circle. Maybe something like that. It would have still been fucking dumb. But the fact that it just points to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, it could have been a key. Just, like, an actual old-fashioned yeah. turn-the-lock key. That would have been neat. Or it could have just said, go to his throne room. No one can read it. No one can translate yeah, it. Yeah, a riddle about a throne room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ray, Ray goes in, even though they say, no, don't go. Look, the water's too dangerous. You can't do it. She, she does it, because of course she does. And then Finn and not Rose do it, like, seconds later. So clearly the water really wasn't was that dangerous. Okay. Was it? <laughs> um, and she finds the second Wayfinder, along with the creepy... Um, shark toothed her yeah gave me real bilbo baggins vibes you know where he's like give me the ring and she's <laughs> yeah um kylo rocks up uh inexplicably boyfriend turns up <laughs> he's, he's just there and he destroys the holo the wayfinder not a holocron it's not a, it's, it's not why would it be a holocron um and then they fight they fight for a bit um and while they're fighting finn shouts one of his few lines in the film <laughs> and and Leia dies trying to tell Kylo stop fighting. She, yeah. she just <laughs> play nicely. <laughs> she dies, and and Ray stabs him and goes, "Oh shit, Leia's dead." I'm just gonna heal you up. Just pretend like that didn't <laughs> Sorry. happen. Sorry. Um, the uh, massive incel energy from Kylo Ren in this film. Seriously, right? It starts. It starts a little bit. Where they're on that, they're on fucking Persana, 
and he's trying to f- no she's she's in his room that's it and no, he's I like he's want. trying to figure out where he goes and then and then he yells to trooper i know where she is and he's really mad about it he might as well have gone there's a girl in my room like <laughs> you know and he's fucking livid about Did it she and then see the no girls allowed sign <laughs> literally later on he's having this fight with her and she just fucking touches him and he's like oh the girl i like touched me maybe i should be nice to her and then she'll like me <laughs> Yeah. That's his fucking plot in this. Jesus Christ. Um, and he was this fucking badass in Last Jedi. But no. Yeah. Like, um, right. Like, it still would have been dumb if the Emperor would have come back. But how much cooler would Kylo Ren have been if he'd have actually just cut the Emperor in half at the start of the film? That would have been like, this, is, this is my plan. And he's like, nah, nah fuck your I'm plan. Doing, I'm the supreme leader. Thing. I'm what matters. Yeah. Would have been dumb to bring him back just for that. But, like, give Kylo Ren something. Ray yeah. literally says, serving another master. And he's like, no. <laughs> Um, he's such a bottom I'm such bottom energy Kylo Ren um, but you're following their big fight um, Ray flies off in his TIE fighter and doesn't notice the holocron the wayfinder on his dashboard it's not till <laughs> she starts burning it later she's like oh wait there were two oh silly me I'm burning it oh, <laughs> um, and while she goes and does that the others get back in the Falcon that is now suddenly fixed because they had to break it so they couldn't land and she had to climb because it's a reference to The Force Awakens. But yeah, yeah they fix it with the other um, horse stormtroopers and they fly back to the base, which is when they find out that Leia is dead. Um, and Chewie's reaction, ah, oh, okay, that, that, that got to me. I was like, ooh, ooh, Chewie, no. Because mm. everyone he knows is dead. Except Lando, but right, yeah, he's he's just like falling on his knees and like screaming. I was like, oh, oh okay, that that was I was all right. That I was an okay moment, I suppose. Um, very quickly ruined by the fact that Dio, the shitty little droid that they've had with them, just just knows <laughs> he just knows everything. <laughs> he just knows all about Exegol, the Sith planet where Palpy's chilling, and yep. he knows it all, and also speaks English. Like, there's no. Like, oh, he's, he's speaking the droid language you don't understand. And, and we, what? No, he could have just told them, oh, go here. Rather than having all that. Unbelievable, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. At least JJ voiced the droid himself, like the most embarrassing, was it the most embarrassing part about that film? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not. One of the worst bits, at least he took, he had the balls to voice one of the worst things himself. No, he was just voicing it because no one else wanted to, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and meanwhile, while Kylo's all realising he's been healed um, and his mum's dead, he sees Han Solo, his just a memory, who's like, oh, you killed me, but I'm forgiving you, but I'm only in your head, so you're forgiving yourself. I see, this is why the budget's so high. Half the budget <laughs> yeah. went in. And I him back. to come back again. <laughs> yeah. Another um, time. This is, do you know what though? It's so perfect for him because he gets to take the Disney payday and then because it's supposed to be a secret, he doesn't have to do press. Oh yeah. Perfect yeah. job for Harrison Ford. Oh, that yeah. is. Do you know, this scene is exactly the same as Ghost Dad on a Mountain from Batman versus Superman. You can tell JJ and Zack Snyder are mates. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Um, the reappearance of Harrison Ford honestly quite surprised me. Um, yeah, same actually. Yeah, that, well, that, I was like, oh, he's back uh, somehow. 
Uh, yeah, never mind. I get that that should have been Leia doing that bit. If that had happened, if Carrie Fisher was still alive and they'd had a fight and he starts to have a bit of a redemption, that would have been Leia appearing to him as a ghost, being like, stop being a knob. Um, but as it is, it was Harrison Ford instead. <laughs> um, uh, oh, we get all that bullshit with Ray on Act 2 and Luke being like, catching the lightsaber. <laughs> Why would you throw this away, <laughs> Ryan Johnson, idiot? He doesn't say that, but you a, might as well have done. Jedi's might as well have done. Requires more respect. It's just like, <laughs> oh my God. yeah. Also, um, voice ghosts could just touch things now. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, God, I hate them so much. Stop <laughs> fucking using it. You talk about lazy storytelling. They just do anything. They're just yeah. people. Death doesn't exist. And stuff. <laughs> Why should I fucking care? Um. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, basically Luke convinces Ray to not to like, don't give up. Look, you can still do it. The holocron, the wayfinder is in, go, you can still go. Here, have this lightsaber that was hidden in this wall all along. It's layers one. Um, what do we think about that cheeky little de-aging flashback of layers training? It looked like CGI. It wasn't as good yeah. as the other, I don't think personally. It looked, it looked like a video game. Yeah, I think Luke looked all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leia didn't look as good. Um, Again, I think it's one of these things where it's like <clears throat> you've just you've not mentioned it at all since the trilogy started about Leia training to be a Jedi. So it just comes out of nowhere. It's just yeah. I should care about seeing Leia's lightsaber for the first time, but I don't because it it's not been alluded to. It's not part of a character. It's been retroactively added, so it's not really part of the story. It's like the dice in in oh. Last Jedi. Yeah, I know they were always there, but like in in a way that I've not connected them with the story. Do you know what I mean? So it's like when when they're made a big deal of later, well, how am I supposed to feel about that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the Luke finally lifts his X wing out of some water. I thought that was quite nice. The fact that he's he's doing it, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. He's he's lifting the X wing out of the water, and the music, the same music is playing as when Yoda did it. Um. Ray hops in his X-Wing. Um, I presume maybe she got like a hairdryer to it first and just dried the whole thing out. Because <laughs> that would have been pretty sodden. Um, and she flies off to Exegol, mapping the route as she goes and transmitting it to the, the resistance back at base. And they're like, oh, all right, well, let's, let's go get them. Let's, it's act three time. It's time, time for the fight. Um, so they all follow her through the mist and rock up with all these Star Destroyers and don't immediately get completely obliterated. <laughs> um, oh, before they do how they, they, they're, they're trying to plan what it is they're going to do and Pippin from um, he says oh we need someone to pull some holder maneuvers yeah and I'm like oh no that was oh, not doing that fuck you Ryan Johnson <laughs> uh, um, and this is minor I guess but they had B-wings back instead of the bombers from the last yeah. Jedi um, which I thought was nice bringing... I quite like that ship's design. It's quite unique, I guess. But again, that could have just been the bombers. But yeah. you've replaced the, them deliberately to show that you, you're not the last Jedi. The problem here is that it, it, it spends so much time referencing other movies that it doesn't solidify anything new of its own for me to get invested in it's just constantly like remember star wars and i'm like yes i do remember i could just watch that one yeah 
You're supposed to be something something new. <laughs> A new idea, please. Um uh, yeah, they they have they have this big fight. Um and there's loads more bullshit along the way. These big star destroyers need guidance from the ground so that they can rise up and fly or whatever. Uh but we can just control it from this one star destroyer that doesn't need guidance from the ground. And Ray can fly and fine. She doesn't need I guess, yeah, she gives the force or whatever, but... Gotta blow up a tower on the ground. No, come on. Silly. Um, oh, also, every Star Destroyer is also a Death Star now. Each one has <laughs> a planet-killing weapon on it. Oh, man. When he said that, I was just like... Uh, <laughs> it's when they said that they were on all of them, I was like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> somehow getting worse. Yeah! He doesn't get it, does he? It's just, it's just, it's, it's this idea. He, he had it with Starkiller as well. What if it's the Death Star, but it can kill five planets at the same time? Well, surprisingly, I couldn't give a fuck, mm. actually. Because like when the Death Star blew up at the first planet, it was meaningful. Because it was connected to a character that I knew, and she made a sad face. And then, <laughs> when it's going to happen again, I'm like, invested. Because, oh, well, it can't happen again, because the people are going to make a sad face. And then when five random planets die in fucking Force Awakens... I, mean, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. give a shit. And they try and make it work in this one. We're like, look, it's the planet where where Poe was a criminal, but like, no one's really there to mourn it. Mm. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't care less. And the fact that it's on all of them, it just, it just. Well, we said it last week with Fargo, right? Less is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so while there's this big space battle going on, and some horses riding on the side of a star destroyer. Um, I thought that was an alright idea, but I saw it in the trailers, so yeah. I didn't really care when it happened. Um, Ray goes in to confront Palpatine, and he does the old bullshit of, nah, you got to kill me. Come on, bring it. Kill me, kill me, and then I'll, I'll, I'll put my spirit in you, and then I'll win. Um, and all that. This is playground dialogue between these two. This is fucking, oh, yeah. oh I'm more powerful than you, plus one more than you can ever say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, 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 um, he also happens? pulls the thing, doesn't he? He pulls the, he pulls the exact same thing from Return of the Jedi. He does. He does do that. Just, you you can stop it. Anger. You can you can save your friends. Yeah. Oh. Um. Eventually, Kylo rocks up. Fine. Somehow he makes his way there in a Tie Fighter. Then now he's redeemed. God. And he gets he gets redemption dialogue. He gets to go, oh, when he hits the side <laughs> of that thing. Yeah, um, I'm guessing. Well, so he he arrives in a Tie Fighter. I'm guessing that's one of the regular Tie Fighters that was on the Death Star that got blown up, crashed onto <laughs> another planet. <laughs> that Tie Fighter still functions enough for him to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if the fucking X-wing still functions after like. 30 years being literally in the underwater. Water, yeah. In, underwater. Yeah, you right. make a good point. Suppose so. Yeah. Suppose so. Fucking the bounty hunter, Jedi hunter ship still functions after years of just being sat in a desert and hasn't been salvaged to shit by Jawas because you're on a sand planet. You're going to have Jawas. <laughs> um, uh, Do you know what though? That cut of uh, him running in and it plays uh, Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. That's good shit. <laughs> it's, good, it's very good shit. <laughs> um... Uh, and he has to fight off the, the knights of fuck all. Uh, the, <laughs> just and then they, they do the, the trick with the lightsaber. Um, 
And eventually he catches up to Ray and like, oh, now we're going to kill you. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. Why didn't I think of this before? You two are a dyad in the force, whatever that means. I can just steal both your life energies. Don't even worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm winning. Why? Why? We could have done that to begin with. Just, just bring her here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. But, no, never mind. Um, and then, then we get the all the Jedi, all the, they do all their voice cameos, and they're there like, oh, we're with you, Ray, you can do it. Uh, do, yeah. we, we believe in you, you can do it. Uh, have you guys seen the edit where someone actually puts in Force Ghosts? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so much better. It, yeah, they could have done that so bit. So much, much better. better. If someone, I mean, I, I don't know what talents of whoever it is that uploaded it has, but if they can do it, why can't Disney do it? Like, it right. clearly wasn't very difficult because I... Money. Yeah, true. And do you, reckon they you, if, do you reckon they would have had to have got all those people to come back and film on a green screen, them going, whatever? Well, because, yeah. like, would they have been able to have used old stock? To, well, I think to film them live action would have cost more than to film them doing the ADI. I mm. think that's all it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a different fee. The ones in the, in the video that you see, you see Yoda... He was in the last film. He's just a puppet. Just bring that back. Yeah, you could have got Yoda. Yeah, got him back. Luke, who's already been in this movie as a Force ghost, just have him there. Um, archival footage of Alec Guinness is Ben Kenobi. You can probably get them. You already have that. Pop him near the back. <laughs> yeah. Keep you and McGregor near the front. <laughs> the other one was Anakin. As well, Hayden Christensen. He would just, just, just pay him. Just, just pay him to do it. Yeah, you didn't need everyone, but also you could have you could have written better dialogue for it as well. Bring balance to the force, like I did. Uh, Fucking don't. child murdering uh. Skywalker. Also, by saying that, I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> saying bring bring balance to the force by killing the guy that I killed to bring balance to the force, but if you're killing him again. I can't have done it the first time round. See, this is the thing with this movie, is this movie, like, it makes the entire saga pointless. It's not just that it, like, wrecks sequel trilogy stuff that was set up and forgotten about. That's the simple act of keeping Palpatine alive means that the entire six-movie original saga, pointless. Means oh, yeah. nothing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but... They, they defeat him by deflecting his own lightning onto him, which isn't the same as just killing him normally because um, oh, at some point when all the other ships showed up for the big space battle, Wedge Antilles, the guy who plays Wedge, is back very briefly. He, he fucking hates fucking Star Wars, hates Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So I was surprised they got him back. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, props. Good job. Um... And that ship battle, all those ships there, some are just ones from other films or from t like the TV shows and stuff. That would have been a great reveal if it hadn't been in any of the trailers. Like, yeah. imagine trailers for Endgame showing the portal scene. Right. Mm. Having us really think that it was genuinely going to end there. And like, like you say, having the reveal is like, a, <gasps> not just a, oh, wait, yeah. no, because they're going to come in a minute. So it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even on the wait. end of my seat. They were they were fucking playing the Star Wars theme during it so triumphantly. 
And all I could think was like, Star Wars, these are from Star Wars, you can buy them, they are on sale, <laughs> also available in Lego, like, oh, that's all I could fucking yeah. think. Like, yeah. That's fair enough. Like, yeah, great. I, I remember, I remember seeing them in other movies where things happened. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but ultimately they win. They, they, Palpatine gets melted and a Star Destroyer gets destroyed and all the Star Destroyers everywhere, all of them blow up. Even the ones that aren't there, like the one over Endor <laughs> yeah. and Cloud City and stuff. They all just simultaneously just explode. Just, People just, love that shit when we did it in Phantom Menace. Just, Do it again. It's just not good. Um, and like, yeah, we, we did it. They go back to their grassy planet with trees and stuff, and every everyone hugs. They all, everyone's hugging. Um, Chewie gets a medal. Uh, yeah. Again, ah, box ticking. Just tick it. It just didn't need to happen, or or it could happen like in the background somewhere. Just Maz hands in like a little box, and he opens it, and he's like happy or something. But no. Right in your face. Look. Mm. We did it. Mm. Um, Stop moaning at us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and honestly, I'd, I'd somehow forgotten that the Tatooine bit ever happened because I was remembering it. <laughs> oh it's my like God, yeah. Turn of the Jedi where it's just, they're all there. Lando's clapping and it closes and that's done. Um, we, oh, we also get the creepy Lando bit, speaking of him. I was about to say, and we where, set up some sort of shitty Disney Plus search. Not Rose right. comes on and sits down and goes... So where are you from, General? And he's like, oh, uh, oh, hello. It's, it's a young lady. <laughs> weird, isn't it? What, weird. Don't, not, don't like that. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and, where and, you're from. <laughs> it's not good. Um, and Ray goes to Tatooine. And she does a cheeky little slide down on, on the, the toboggan. Like how she does in Force Awakens. And yep. she buries lightsabers in the sand. Even though Leia's never been to Tatooine. <laughs> and everyone yes. who is from there fucking hates it. Yes. <laughs> hates Tatooine. Um, and, and you get Llama Lady. He's like, oh, I'm just walking past this abandoned house. No, one, <laughs> no one's been here for... She's got for proper ages. NPC dialogue, doesn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah. No one's been here for years. Who are you? <laughs> Like, oh, I'm Ray. Oh, uh, no, excuse me. Do you don't remember? The galaxy cares about last names all of a sudden. Ray, what? <laughs> what's, what's your last name? I, I, don't, I don't even want to say it out loud. It- no, it's right. It's such a groan-inducing. So here's the thing. Story of my the cinema that I was in, okay? I'm giggling all the way through this movie. It's funny as fuck, right? And slowly, people start joining me some pockets here and there you know the movie's wearing them down two standout bits right are one when kylo ren revives ray and they snog uh, and yeah. then he dies about that. people were laughing yeah people were laughing i was laughing everyone was laughing it's the emotion the big emotional beat of the movie Didn't people work. are laughing mm. and yeah it really doesn't work i half expected it <laughs> to do it again <laughs> she revives him and every, every single every single time they do it they move up a base you know that's the way that it goes on. So, everyone's laughing right <clears throat> and then they build to that scene Ray-hoo! and there's this moment of silence 
And this poor, this poor, this poor kid, he's maybe 10 or 11. That's how old he sounds. He's still into it, right? And he says, Skywalker. He's so excited. And then she goes, Ray Skywalker. And everyone, everyone except from, you know, poor Johnny 12 year old. I had a very similar experience. It was those two moments again, just except the, the kiss wasn't laughing. It was just, ah, uh, just, ah. Uh, and again here. And that was, that was how they ended Rise of Skywalker. Um, it's not been super well received by critics. Um, I have, I've got the Rotten Tomatoes scores here. So does, does anyone, uh, do, do you want to, I wasn't going to make you guess, but we've been talking for quite a while already. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you. So the, the other two trilogy, the last Star Wars films, six and three, they were the last Star Wars films that were ever going to get made during their time. Sure. Episode six, critic score of 82. Um, episode three, critic score of 80%. Wow. Episode nine, 51 I was going to say, is it a five or six out of ten kind of thing? Phantom Menace, 52%. Oh, nasty. Any other Star Wars film, any other live-action Star Wars film is higher than this, according to critics. That's crazy. Um, Fan score, it's a little bit different. Um, Episode nine has 86%, um, which is more middling. Uh, Eight has 42 by comparison. So, yeah. Um, it's, oh, goes my mind. it's pretty strange um, it did get nominated for Oscars and BAFTAs didn't win any um, it got beaten by Joker 1917 and Le Mans 66 that Ford Ferrari one yeah um, I have some fun facts um, <laughs> um, apparently Adam Driver had to record dialogue in a wardrobe due to script changes so you had to record it at home in his How did wardrobe my bed fit in a wardrobe? To sound muffled under the mask. Um, what? The Jedi voices we heard. This might be interesting to someone if you don't know. So we've got Anakin, uh, played by Hayden Christensen. Luminara Unduli, who was voiced by her Clone Wars actor. Um, Ahsoka Tano. Um, Ayla Secura, again, her Clone Wars actor. Mace Windu came back. Obi-Wan. They got Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. Yoda, Ardi Galia, who is another Jedi from Clone Wars, Kanan Jarrus, who is voiced by none other than um, Fred from Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Freddie really? Prin- Freddie Prince Jr. Is vo- oh, yeah, so Kanan Jarrus, the guy from um, Rebels, the Jedi who goes blind. Yeah. That's Freddie Prince Jr. Spo- oh yeah, sorry. Sorry guys, he goes blind. <laughs> um, and Liam Neeson comes back to reprise his role as Qui-Gon Jinn. Um... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. That was, that. that's a long one, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, sorry it, guys. It was, it was always going to happen with this movie. I think it's it fine. Do you know what? This has been a bit cathartic. I definitely feel better now talking about it than I did just post watching it like just post watching it i was i was i wasn't like mad in that kind of like you know that youtuber way where you got mm, you fucking make that face for the thumbnail i wasn't i wasn't mad like that but i was exhausted by it yeah. Yeah. i was drained oh, but yeah. now but now i feel a little bit better so what we're going to do is we're going to go around in a circle and give any final thoughts we have on the movie and each individual give it a score out of 
10. Oh, it's definitely going to reach that number, isn't it? And then I'm going to use maths to get an overall score out of 100 and see where it ranks on a list of the best to worst movies of all time. Amelia, take it away. Yep, I'll keep it short and sweet as well because, like you said, we've spoken for a while. Yeah, it's not the best. I don't think I'll be watching it in like a, like for a while. That being said, I think Kylo Ren is the best thing to come out of this trilogy. And that's not just because I like Adam Driver. I do think that if they'd have followed maybe his story and his arc of being like, you know, trained by Luke, something going wrong, and then, you know, what happens 30 years later, whatever. I think that would have been way more interesting, no offence, than Ray's story. Um, I think Ray could have been in it, but maybe not as centre. I get why they did it, but I just think Kylo Ren's got more of an interesting story out than she does. So for me, the only score I can even give this is possibly a five as well. I, I don't know where this will even score. <laughs> Generous. Jacob? Uh, I mean, finales are hard, apparently. Um, it's not like any other franchise has ever done them well. They have. <laughs> it has been done before. It's doable. Um, the making of this film, I feel like it would, they made the wrong decision every single time. Um, even just this trilogy as a whole, why have three different directors and not have... We said it in the, em, in the Empire episode. When George Lucas, he, he had main creative control over 4, 5, 6 and 1, 2, 3. He knew the start, he knew the middle and he knew the end. When they started making this trilogy, they knew the start and ran with it. And it was very obvious that by this point, they were undoing what they did in the middle. So this film was like two or three films in one film. So much happens and it felt rushed and bad, ultimately. Mm. Um, although some of it looks really pretty. Some shots are like, oh, I'd have that as a wallpaper. Um, <laughs> but that's not how I, how I judge movies that's not how, how I should nah. not all the time um, oh, I don't know It. I think I'm going to say three three Joe uh, I mean all the time I mean obviously my, my, mine is the first time because I hadn't really thingy but both times I've watched this now, after seeing it the first time, it has been a struggle. And like the second time we watched it, we watched kind of like, because Beth hadn't seen any of the new ones, so we watched 7, 8, and 9. And, you know, I got through 7, had to really fight to get through 8, and by the time I got to this one, I was like, oh, I cannot be asked. And it's just... Like, when I tell, show my kids Star Wars, they can watch these in their own time, you know what I mean? I'm not watching it with them. <laughs> They're really that arsed about these. They can do it on their own. I don't want to force myself to sit through it with them, you know what I mean? So I'm going to give this, like, a two. So shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know, no, you know what? No, I'm going to give it a one. It's so oh. shit. It's so shit. <laughs> and that one is actually just There's nothing kind of. redeeming about it. Yeah. It's just a I'll... whole mess of missed opportunities. I fucking agree. That's it. That's that's the big. That's the big. That should put that on the DVD. Missed opportunities. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. That's 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 the best thing I can say about it. Like, it's it's unbelievable how much stuff. Like I said earlier, I've got a pile of gold and they're diving into a river of shit. To slightly counter like what you were saying, Amelia, Ray. I think the idea of Ray's character is fucking brilliant. Mm. Right. What Ray reminds me of. Ray, well, as we go through the trilogy, it's ruined by this one. Um, so 
in Last Jedi where they're like, you, you come from nothing. You're nothing. But not for me. That one. <laughs> not that bit. Um, that, I thought, that, again, you struck gold. Okay? Right? Because this entire franchise has been about one fucking family the whole way through. And you know what? It's got a bit old. It's got a bit boring. I think particularly our generation, like, yeah, the prequels were about Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, the original was, was about Luke Skywalker. But there's been so much ancillary Star Wars media that Star Wars to me never felt like it should be about the Skywalkers, if that makes sense. Mm. It's such a cool, big universe, and so much of it was explored as I was growing up that like the Skywalkers were cool characters in it, but I didn't need it to be a part of it. And if, if the direction of Rey's story should have gone anywhere, it should have definitely gone the direction of what is genuinely my favorite movie, and that's Into the Spider-Verse. The whole point of Rey's character, Rey from nowhere, should have been anyone can be a hero like you watching the audience like watching in the, in, in the cinema you you johnny six-year-old anyone can be a hero you could be a hero and they fucked it away to stay with family and legacy and they made her a palpatine and they didn't understand what they were doing with that because they do that because oh well ray's really no, sorry luke's where it's darth vader and that blah, blah, blah. but they don't understand that that like changed the dynamic between the primary villain and the primary protagonist of an entire trilogy not just a protagonist and a villain from another fucking series do you know what i mean like they've, they've not got a connection the fact they're related means nothing changes nothing about this story if she was anyone else, if she was a Kenobi, would it have been better? I guess by a fraction, but like, who cares? Who cares if I know she's related to someone? What should matter is the character as you write her. And you were going up, and then you took a huge swan dive down. Uh, the rest of the movie reflects that. Like, Joe, you said it's a struggle to get through this movie. I was pausing it and doing other things. I wanted to do anything but finish this film. And I didn't think I'd actually be that negative about it, but I was... I had to keep getting up and doing something else. Um, this movie's not a zero. We've had zeros. But it doesn't have anything redeeming in it. And I'm going to go for a one as well. No, I feel like my so, five is way too generous. <laughs> <laughs> that gives us an overall score of 25 oh. out of 100, which places it at number 43 mm. in the list to the best to worst movies of all time very low down um the movie so here's here's a fun little fact um it is better than batman and robin uh but it is worse than twilight that's where it sits right now I is mean, it is it below <laughs> vertigo of course it yes is. Yeah. okay good yeah. I get, oh, you guys <laughs> voted that in pretty much the bottom five so <laughs> that's why i gotta keep checking <clears throat> worse than I mean, twilight that doesn't seem that doesn't feel like a crime would, would, would you rather watch nah. twilight or this twilight you can have I more of a laugh with I get back to me on that honestly uh, let us know <laughs> in the comments twilight has a redeeming feature and that's supermassive baseball <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i'll watch that um so that brings us to the most important part of the show and that's finding out what we're going to be watching last next time our final movie so instead of doing the rotation or host basis we've picked a movie that's a little bit more personal to us which will elude well that's elude nah fuck it we'll just divulge we'll talk about it more next time as we do our final and 50th episode of the outtakes movie podcast which is going to be on 
the breakfast club so check us out then so thank you very much for watching this episode on the rise of skywalker let us know what you think of this episode and the movie in the comments down below consider giving us a like and a subscribe if you like and if you've been listening to us on your favorite podcasting app please also hit that subscribe button that follow button it's our last episode but like we're not going away away we are going to be back in the new year with something fresh and new and that should be exciting you can also check us out on instagram and twitter uh, at the real outtakes for any updates we have on the show and any other projects we're doing on the way and you can also shoot us an email if you like at the outtakes moviepod at gmail.com thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time bye, bye. Get out of here, Kylo. What's he doing?